And welcome back to another episode of Toast and Roast. I am your co-host Jeff, and I am here with Georgie. Toast G- and G- Roast. G- 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 yeah. Baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hey, you listen to yeah. K-pop? <laughs> I don't you know listen of to K-pop? K- I know of K-pop. I wouldn't say I listen to it now, although I am familiar with some of the BTS hits, I would say. So. It's hilarious because um, one of my friends... Uh, wait a second, wait... It's online called... beads sold i i know it's not called no. ggg baby but that's it's interesting the G. results oh it's it just is just called g e e g why am i getting betting this is so weird all right G. it's by girls uh, snsd no it's girls i thought it was girls generation they're oh there's different. two different they're, they've got two names <laughs> shit it's snsd okay, no. i don't know what <laughs> snsd stands for but yeah it's um both SNSD and Girls' Generation. Um, you know your name starts with G as well. It, it does. It does indeed. Mm. Wait, we it's, have the same initials, which which, which <laughs> yeah. I found very funny when I was initially trying to do a transcript. And I was like, GC, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, GC, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait, hang on. That's... <laughs> Nice, nice. So, so how how do you know how you found out about this song then? If you hadn't even even been aware or listening to K-pop, well, I listened to K-pop uh, when I was in high school. So I remember oh. listening to Epic High, um, and I actually can't even remember. Uh, I listened What's to Epic some J. High? I think they're like an R and B group Ep- from. From Korea, South Korea. Epic! Wow, epic! Actually, I think I've seen them recently. Yes, I mean the name, not. Oh my seen god! Them. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I don't. Like Jeff going to like an Eskimo. I don't go. <laughs> I don't go to concerts. Um, I think um, my partner and I are going to go to the um, Blackpink concert though, so that's oh, yeah. going to be interesting. Um, and we're going to go to Boys Like Girls concert as well. I have not listened to them either. I went to a concert a few days ago. One yeah, you're going had... to like 500 concerts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, I really cared about this one. So it was for a, uh, a band. You didn't care about from... the other ones? No, oh, this one no. I cared about because it got postponed like three times because of the pandemic. Oh, that's the same with boys like girls. They got like um, oh, postponed yeah. a ton and then now they're actually coming back. it's fucking happening that was my energy like on like thursday night i was like it's fucking happening it's finally fucking happening so i went to see mariana's trench a canadian uh pop rock band so so, sounds so niche (laughs) does it yeah a canadian uh pop rock band so fun fact the lead singer um Yes, it's the lead place. singer Josh. Uh, yeah, they're named after the the deepest uh, point of the ocean. The oh. ma- yes, yeah, so the lead singer Josh Ramsey. He actually, I don't know if it was wrote or co-wrote "Call Me Maybe" by Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh. Is so Carly Rae Jepsen a Canadian, Canadian as well? I so believe is Justin so, yeah. Bieber. Oh my God, it's an epidemic. Yeah. So anyway, um, we went to see them. Uh, on Thursday and I had waited for basically quote unquote waited for this concert 
to happen since I bought tickets in 2019. It was supposed to happen early 2020. We all know what happened then. And they hadn't been here since like 2014. Um, and I'd seen them like twice prior. And so Nick hadn't seen them at all because I wasn't like Nick wasn't even in the picture <laughs> the last time I had seen them. But um, I'd see, I'd seen them with my brother and uh, it was like his my brother's first concert as well. And it was so good. And I find that they're really good live. Um, almost to the point where I'm like, I don't really want to listen to their recorded music anymore because they're just so good. Like there's so much energy in their live concerts. Um, the guy's a really good singer. They, I would describe them as like their music is like towards boy band, but they're boy ba- a boy band who actually plays the instruments. Cause like when you, <laughs> when you watch yeah. them, they're, they're actually playing instruments. Yeah. That's kind of something I appreciate about most of K-pop is that even though people are like, oh, K-pop is like a machine, they're all Mm. like mass produced. Yes, but the ones that really make it are they can sing, they can dance um, to a degree, they can act sometimes. But generally, the machine has like taught them all how to sing and dance so professionally that you know that maybe for like 80% of their entire performance, they're singing and dancing um, or one of the yeah. combination. So I find that even though, you know, there's a ton of K-pop bands and they all basically have the same formula, um, you know that when you go see them live, then they're not like lip syncing for 90% of the entire set yeah because it's Uh about the performance right you're when you go to the show you're watching someone perform so it's like you go there to enjoy someone like doing a good job at that and it could be like singing dancing both yeah do you are are you are you of the opinion that they everyone should live sing their concerts well okay so the funny thing is with Mariana's Trench, they, they did have like a backing track for a lot of like their harmonization stuff. Um, uh, like he, he was singing though, but you know, some songs are just not complete without, depending on the production of the song. And I guess this is, this speaks more to production of like how much you can really do in the studio if you get creative and things like that. But when yeah. it comes to performing it live, you, if you've done all the vocals and all the lay and you've done all the things and you don't have someone to, do that part or you know you don't you can't bring a piano or the stage or whatever you kind of have no choice but to sort of use like a backing track so i would say like to the best of your ability right to what you can perform but you can still put on a good show even if you have like backing music backing tracks but i don't think you should uh lip sync <laughs> uh yeah yeah i think that's the kind of um uh, the kind of formula that yeah most K-pop bands go for. They have those parts where they're the it's either really difficult or they want to put on a, a better performance of that part. So they leave it to the backing track to take care of the vocals while they bust out some like crazy moves, and then they come mm. back and then they sing they sing the more harmony and more melodic parts. Um, so yeah, I agree. There's there's like a balance somewhere there where they can um, leave it to the backing track and do a good performance. Because you can't 
like it, it seems like unreasonable to ask for both <laughs> um, yeah because if anyone knows how singing works like jumping around <laughs> and singing on uh, on time and and your vocals is and your voice is a muscle as well like yeah yeah Actually, I watched a video with uh, Olivia Rodrigo and she was answering questions from people. And someone asked her, why is it that whenever you sing live, it's always like one key lower? And she's, I think she might have said something along the lines of, because it's easier. And I'm like, well, that makes sense if you can do it. Because I watched some of her like live performances on videos. And like, if you can perform better, adjust the song compared to how you recorded it. I'm like, go for it. Like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo. Um, oh, she only has one album, hey. But yeah, um, she is a pop icon, especially for the younger generation. But I like her music. Yeah, most of this album, I think, is just because she uh, had a breakup with her boyfriend. What's her boyfriend? Yeah, it's name? all like from the heart type. I don't even think it was specifically about a boyfriend, right? She's just a young a young person who's gone through some heart some heart, amount of heartbreak. And... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you, like the lyrics are specifically about. I mean, it's it's un it's it's like a coincidental timing that these songs are very much about breakup and she is was in a breakup so oh well the speculation um the funny thing is about mariana's trench josh ramsey writes like all their songs and produces a lot of them a lot of the lyrics are like you you think they're about love song like about love about breaking up and sad shit and many of them are but there's one called lover dearest which sounds like losing someone you love or whatever but it's about heroin addiction <laughs> wow that's um that's a bit yes. of a, a left of field oh um, speaking of breakups <laughs> armor for sleep's new album i think is clearly obviously and has been like actually spoken about by frontman ben jorgensen as like his divorce like oh, back in shit. 2020 inspired him to write again and I think a lot of the the new album is inspired by that. Yeah, you could say like most songs are like about love and breaking up. They are. Um, I learned this in music. Like it was one of the first things we learned, and it was like if you think about it, like pretty much every song is about love. Per love percentage gone wrong. Love of <laughs> songs um, that are about love. So I can name two songs straight off the top of my head that are not to do with love. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yellow Submarine and Octopus's <laughs> Garden. What about Baby Shark? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of... Um, oh, man. I think I can only name probably um, Size Gangnam Style, which oh, is yeah, that's not dancing, about... I guess. Most of his songs aren't about love. Um, although his he had a song called New Face, which I think is just kind of like a really like satirical take on how all the Koreans like to have plastic surgery. So mm. he sings about that kind of stuff. He likes making fun of like Korea, I guess, in general. Oh, man. There's no percentage. Why is 90% of songs about love, sex? Can't people sing about something else? Oh, it's just some random forum. There's no one who's done, like, a calculation on this. 
Well, because I think it's hard, right? Like, how many songs are there in the entire world? I reckon. Oh, wait. Using data found from this study, can only find enough data to calculate coming three years. And that was five years ago. 50% between 68 and 71, and then 60% between 202 and 05. Um, hmm. 64.5% between 17 and 20. You know what? If if someone has access to the Spotify database, they just need to put it through like an algorithm that can pick up all the lyrics in the song and then like decipher its like um its meaning. But then open to interpretation, right? Like so if you look up Lover Dearest by Mariana's Trench and if you read out the lyrics, tell me like it doesn't sound like a love song, but it's I mean <laughs> maybe it's love of, of Go heroin. For it. Okay. Um, this place is a hole, but I don't want to go. I wish we could stay here forever alone. This time that we waste, but I still love your taste. See, taste is a weird thing to say for a human. <laughs> but I guess kissing people also say, like, your taste. Also, I guess some other juices. Um, <laughs> don't let him take my place. Don't just sit there. Sometimes I wish you would leave me. Well, I'm not sick of you yet. Is this as good as it gets? I'll try to hide it or I could slip into you. Mm. (laughs) It's so easy to come back into you. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. But you also have the bias of me having told you this was about heroin addiction. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can see how even these kind of words... Um, it goes, it sounds like he's addicted, but he's addicted to a person. Yeah. Like, he wants it, he wishes they could leave, but they, like, they're not sick of them yet. Um, and they go words here, so I don't think heroin speaks. Um. Yeah, so it's like personifying a thing that's not a person. So making it still seem like some kind of relationship. So maybe it's not necessarily love, right? It's probably relationships. Yeah. In yeah. general. Even it's, if it's towards, you know, things. But um, still, like, what about... Yeah, like the oct- octopus's garden. I'd like to be <laughs> under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. Oh, yeah. Oh, then um, you go, we, would be so, we would be so happy, you and me. There you go. No one there would it's tell about us what love. to do. <laughs> it's about love. All, of, all songs are about love. Um, even Under the Sea by... Uh, <laughs> Little Mermaid. <laughs> I feel like that obviously is a, a bit more obvious, though. I now I really want to think of a song that is definitely not about love. Gangnam Style. It's not about. Oh love. yeah, yeah. And I no. would say Weird Al Yankovic. His um, a lot of his songs. Doesn't he just quite... do parodies? I know, but still, they're songs, right? I'm so <laughs> tacky. Like tacky is not about. Does he turn love songs into non-love songs? Who knows? I do. I I can sing Gangsters Paradise, not Gangsters Paradise. Um, Amish Paradise was the first time I heard about that song, Gangsters Paradise. Um, but yeah, Weird, Weird Al. I don't think he does very much songs. I love his polka medleys though. They're mm. they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Uh, switching topics. Um. So, I have a new job. Well, 
I <laughs> wait. Didn't you have a new job like last week? Yeah, like last week. No, no, no I, I had, I, I officially, I like resigned, and I have signed a contract for the for the new place I'm gonna go work for. Um, and they were really kind to invite me to a virtual. A oh. <laughs> No dinner. You campaign monitors. Like, what is your <laughs> what? collective name? Campaigners. Oh, fun. Monorites. It's a it's a CM group. No, as in like, what did they call the employees? You guys got a collective name. Oh. Canva has Canva knots. Oh, do they? Yeah. Campaign monitors. Uh, really? I think. Okay. So I, when we write it out, C M E R S. Cammers? CMers. I don't CMers? know. CMers? CMers. We don't say it out and out loud. Yeah. So I don't I've, know what we call ourselves collectively. I find it's really common that people come up with collective names, even if they don't use it like, um, uh, what was it? Deloitians for Deloitte. Like. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, Deloitians. Um, and we call the company like Deloitte in general, Uncle D. So, like, if if you get, I think I remember this. Yeah, yeah. if you're expensing something, you call you saying like you make you're making Uncle D pay or something like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, anyways, so um, I got invited to a virtual escape room. Um, oh yeah. Now I thought this was going to be some VR shit. Have you have you done it already? No, I've done it already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I've done one before. Go on. Um, <laughs> what was it called actually? Um, um, I, is it like a wait? Mission, mission, impossible. Oops, impossible. Okay, so I'll tell you about my experience in a nutshell. Yeah. Um. It was basically a WordPress site with a bunch of attachments and you navigate to different pages and find out. And, the, and they were, some of the pages were locked by passwords, which were the answers to certain oh. things. And then you navigated your way through it. Um, in a similar vein, uh, Chris and I tried to play a game on Board Game Arena, um, like to solve a murder mystery. And you kind of are seeing the same thing that the other person is seeing. Um, on the screen like you're looking at a picture of a murder scene with some whatever clues and whatnot but it was kind of just a bit weird yeah you know, it didn't it didn't have the same vibe as a real escape room obviously um but we were yeah we were trying to solve this mi- murder mystery and i don't know just the way that these things are executed i just haven't really loved any of it, them wait, so far in in tabletop simulator you are doing an escape room. Well, actually, it wasn't an escape room. I just realized that was more of like solving a murder mystery. But we both see like the same screen. And so whoever can, contr- I mean, both of you can control the screen. So you can open Whoa. up the clue. And then the other person sees the clue as well. Um, it's pretty interesting. But it's difficult to collaborate. Like, I think we, we were trying to do it like uh, not on video call, but just like uh, chat. But it was just tricky. I feel like if you were on a video call, it might be a little bit easier yeah um, but yeah so, i don't know the execution i ha- i don't know i haven't come across it's not like i've tried to look but i haven't come across many escape rooms where i feel like oh this was really well executed online physical ones or online right right yeah online. this one um i think you might it, it's 
sounds better than the one that you got yeah. described. Urban Quest. Urban Quest. Now, this one was actually pretty good because um, it was, like, simple enough. Like, it, it wasn't, like, super flashy. Like, I was expecting some kind of VR shit, you know, where you lift your phone and you, like, <laughs> and crap nah. like that. That was that was too high of an expectation because it said virtual reality. I'm like took it to to the extreme, but essentially it was kind of like what you described, where you just kind of get um, like pages, um, and some of them have images on them. And the idea generally is to solve the puzzle, and all of the answers are kind of words. They're either single words or multiple yeah. words, or you have to stack five words next to each other, like five words one after the other. Um, but this one was pretty cool. It, um, without trying to give too much away, it mixed up a lot of, um, external stuff. So at one point you got to go to a, like, uh, a website to have a look at photos and try and decipher a code from that. Sometimes you, um, pick up, you have to go to Google maps and, um, the, the concept here is that you're actually trying to chase after someone who has stolen something or um so yeah so for the google Maps stuff you're trying to decipher which way they went just by some audio clips that will give you some kind of directions so you're kind of trying to aid like it's kind of like you're aiding someone on the ground as to where or someone from above is aiding you as to where they're going so you have to use google maps to to follow um so they'll be like, oh, that person went there, that person went in there, and then you have to kind of give the 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 answers are basically the locations that or the building names or something like that they're going into. So wait, so is it live? Yeah, is there so, someone? Yeah, okay. We're all in Zoom. There is a person that kind of facilitates it, but he's not in. He, he like we started in a room with all of us, and then we went to breakouts, and that facilitator yeah. jumped into different rooms to make sure everyone's kind of on track. Oh, that's really well done. I, yeah. I can imagine, like, yeah, yeah. So we're all in the Zoom call, and we're all looking at the same thing. Sometimes we screen shared. Sometimes it was a task that each one of us could take, like a part of the task, and then go figure out the answer and then come back. Um, so it was, it was very, very well done. I, I think we went on a forum and had to look through some forum posts and find clues in the forum. Post. I'm like, holy crap. Like this stuff is really, was really well done. Mm. So it didn't just feel like you were contained in this one thing that someone had built or whatever, but someone had like, I guess yeah. using the internet and some other resources makes it seem like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it does make it like the theme, the themes, the theme of it really leaned into this, where you're kind of like trying to use the internet to to, to decipher clues to give back to the to operatives and stuff like that. So it made like thematic sense that you were using the internet for this stuff. Mm. Um, Do you need a minimum number of people? I think it's four. Okay, good, because our team is literally four people. Yeah, <laughs> so you we have a do. tiny team. Yeah. Yeah. There's um Sweet. there's a leaderboard as well, so you can get pretty competitive. Um, wow. Where is it? Yeah, yeah. If I click this one, Mission Impossible. Mission. The funny thing is that the one who organized it did a Mission Impossible already, so we got put into Mission Impossible Two, which. So without doing the first one, we were we were trying to do the second one. <laughs> 
Oh, do you um, need to do the first one in this scenario? I think it builds on the story-ish from the first one. So, but but by no means it stopped us. So you can see that um, there's some companies here um, that have done it, and way more companies that have done this one. Monash uh, was is there? BDO Team Bold. Um, yeah, so nice. It, it was it was it was pretty good. Um, I've done a lot of physical ones, um, which are obviously better. But in terms of virtual <laughs> ones, I think this one was um, pretty, pretty sweet. Pretty do sweet. they do like uh, in-person ones as well? Like other uh, activities that are not. Yeah, it seems that way. It's parties. like team building face-to-face. <laughs> I like they have a face-to-face uh. button now. Um, shake up your office and experience and even a quiet shy in the team will rave about. Um, yeah okay so they do other like team building activities i might like take note of this yeah i think um, yeah oh it was really cool at the end they give you a heat map so there's if there were three teams competing against each other and it shows you how long each team took on each of the puzzles and um Mm. and they give awards for like the person the the team that managed to jump ahead the most by doing like a really doing one of the puzzles really quickly um so so yeah it's quite good quite good i enjoyed it um and it was really nice of them to invite me along to something that i don't start i don't start till a few a few weeks later so no, I think that's really nice. I actually know someone who recently moved companies and uh, they invited her to like a team dinner as well. Like, oh, that's why you were like, yeah. did they give you a dinner? Where'd they go? Yeah, it was because it was, on, yeah, I guess it was <laughs> front of mind. Oh yeah, Bistecca. <laughs> mm. If uh, for people who don't know, Bistecca is a, I believe a steak, a steak restaurant. Did I tell you about that? I think you did. And yeah, and then you cried because you had to put your phone away. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a restaurant that takes your phone away when you walk in. And you should read the comments about it, actually. Let's go into oh, that. Oh, people funny. complained. People complain about this. Because I think um, I mentioned on a previous episode that this, because Jeff was quite surprised as well, but I think that this concept is actually not new. Um, yeah. But I, I, I think the first I heard of it was maybe in 20, 2011 when I was working for an agency and my boss had told me about somewhere he went where they were like, yeah, put your phone in the box. Please don't use it. So that was like <laughs> th- 13, t- 12 years ago or something. Um, yeah. Wow. So someone one. is mad here. Too many rules. It's a gimmick restaurant. Too many rules. Paying over five hundred dollars for a wine, which was decanted away uh, from table, out of sight, not acceptable. Locking your phone in a drawer, childish, especially for our generation who don't use in public. Weighing your steak, and then how are you going to know which steak is yours? Gimmick. Overall service was okay. Food good. Not a genuine Italian restaurant. Well, firstly, are the Italian restaurant, I don't think they ever claimed to be an Italian restaurant just That's because they were point. named Bistecca, which is the Italian word for, like, meat. So, Bistecca, I looked this up because I had a Bistecca filet or something uh, on on our trip. Um but essentially it's actually a, it's actually a cut of meat that's very healthy. Uh Bistecca cut of meat. Because I thought Bistecca was just the restaurant, but it's actually a cut of meat. Yeah, that it's is isn't good it for the, the heart. 
something like oh, that. Is, am, I, am I remembering this right? Is this the one where you can only get it here? Yeah, like as in it's a very specific kind of meat. Steak is seasoned, blah, blah. Breed, uh, this breed of cow is renowned for producing meat that is exceptionally tasty. Bistecca a la Florentine is a thick piece of porterhouse steak that's cooked to perfection. Oh, I thought it was like the healthiest cut of meat somewhere around. I'm, I'm not sure about healthy, but I yeah. think, yeah, it's actually <laughs> like a unique or like you can only get it at this restaurant in Australia anyway. Because it says, I think it says it's in, you can get it in this one, in this region in Italy, which is fine, but yeah. So we went to this restaurant called Isola Rivera. This was up in Central Coast, no, not near Central Coast, I guess. Yeah. Um, and their menu, we had this thing called, uh, where is it? It's called Bistecca something. Share plates Wagyu Bistecca. So I was very confused why there'd be Wagyu Bistecca because I thought Bistecca mm. was a type of maybe not a Wagyu. I don't know. No, I think um, it just means meat in Italian. Yeah, seared sirloin with salsa verde. But damn, that was pretty good. Bistecca's pretty nice. good. Nice. Uh, anyways, back to the restaurant. <laughs> they don't yeah, claim so to be Australian. Yeah, so this person uh, said... This, yeah, but this person said, what, not people in our generation don't use phones. And I'm like, are you in an older generation and you don't use your phone a lot? In public. Um, yeah. I don't... <laughs> I, I don't know. Is I I okay? I think they think there's a generation who can put their phones down to like, whilst eating. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually like a thing. Is that, how can you attribute that to a whole generation? My problem with this review is it says locking your phone in a drawer. They give you the key. If you need your phone, you can go get it. Yeah, it's but, a uh, lock. It's but, just like yeah. a locker, right? It's a little box, or like it, I think ours was even in a zippered pouch, like it wasn't even locked. Yeah, they put it in a yeah, and I think it's more in that the action of them saying, "Please put your phones away," is to encourage you to put your phones away. Because if they don't encourage you, you will have it in your bag, and maybe you will pull it out and take pictures of your food or whatever. It's very and tempting. they want they want you to enjoy the food, but then I was like, I don't know, I just don't know what the big deal is. Yeah, look at that. It's made via mobile. Just FYI, the <laughs> the, the review. comment review was made via mobile. Um, Can I ask for what is your th- thoughts and opinions generally on taking photos of food that you eat that you didn't make? Um, only if it kind of looks good, and I have somebody who wants to see it. Um, like yeah, we. Yeah. We took, we took, I didn't, you know what? I, didn't, I don't think we even took photos of the Bistecca Wagyu that I had at Is, at this place, Isola River. Well, that's um, fine, Jeff, because I didn't want to fucking see it. Exactly. No one wants to see it. My partner's there. Like, that's the only other person that would want to see what I'm eating. So, well, yeah. Um, I did take a picture of burgers that I had um, at this place called The Glass Onion. Um, our review of that place is a bit mixed. The burger tasted okay, but the place wasn't exactly the cleanliest, clean, clean, cleanest, cleanest, cleanliest, cleanest place. Cleanest. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh. it, it's hard to focus on the food when things around you aren't very clean, and you're just like, oh. mm. is this food mm. clean? I don't know. But then this makes me think of those like sort of. Um, 
I think uh, I think Wong Fu or someone did like a parody of how oh, they did. white people visit an Asian restaurant that looks kind of dirty, but that's their yeah. perception of it. Oh, I saw dirty a short. equals good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw a short from um, Freddie Wong. Um, I don't know Freddie Wong. Yeah, he came back. He's he used to do um, lots of movie making on. Um, uh, and collaboration with Wong Fu as well. Um, ah, okay, okay. So, for those who don't know who Wong Fu is, <laughs> it's a group of uh, of well, three Asian guys who started a filmmaking um, production studio w- on YouTube, um, and they gave a lot of the Asian um, Asian movie stars their start on YouTube, uh, like yeah. Arden Cho from. Uh, partner track if anybody's watching that on on um, Netflix that is uh, she's she's also part of kind of the people who worked with Wong Fu yeah um, but back to yeah taking photos of food yeah sometimes I'll do it if it, if the food looks particularly good um, but other t- other times it's it's just a sliced piece of steak on my plate so I'll just eat mm-hmm. it you know um Oh yeah, why was I talking about Freddie Wong? Right, <laughs> a short that you saw. Mm. Yeah, he did a short. He goes, "This is this is how you find good Asian restaurants in in uh, in San Francisco or the L A L A area." He only visits three point seven stars. It's the sweet spot. <laughs> Every like, if you have a look at like comments, you'll find that um, people in the Western society have a very different perception of what is a good restaurant to people in asia asians tend to look at the food the food tastes good i'm there but a lot of people in the western um, society expect good service so yeah. that sweet spot is just the amount of you know the balance between the caucasians or the western people who go into an asian restaurant don't like the service so they Rate lower, yeah, and the Asians rate a little higher. higher because the food is great. Yeah, so you <laughs> get you get the you get the it's basically a filter. Then it's filtering out all those people the one yeah. what the one point three stars of service out the window and yeah get the perfect sweet spot. Nice. I did see a sort of similar short uh, reel from this guy on Instagram called Ted Aesthetics. He's, I think he's Australian and he does a lot of shorts kind of mocking different things. Uh, but he did one saying how to know if you're going to get like good, I think, Vietnamese food or something. He said it's going to have this, he had a, a sh- like a shot of the, the napkins, the silver napkin dispenser <laughs> with the thing. And then he said the woman is uh, like serving you, probably has a mustache. I mean, it's going to be good. Um and he said something like, uh, if they ask you, uh, if they ask you chili, it's not a question, it's a statement. <laughs> but yeah, there were some other things that he mentioned that I can't quite remember. Um, I, I, I go in and as soon as I see the stools, like the, the plastic four-legged stools with like the holes on top, I'm like, this is legit. <laughs> legit place. Yeah. They, they brought in the imported stools from from like Malaysia. They put it right here. Yeah. Um, 
and then you realize the kaya toast costs like seven dollars and you're like this is this is horrifying an abomination an abomination but yeah the um the where, where, what were we talking about again oh yeah bisteca <laughs> bisteca bad reviews bisteca. yeah we uh not a food review as we didn't get to eat there <laughs> so they reviewed Wait, two where? stars <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. okay, so here's my thing about reviews. And I know we have talked many a time about different ratings, different reviews on the podcast for different things. But the ones that I frankly don't understand are ones like this, where someone rates the place or rates the item, but then says something that indicates they didn't even get the item. Like some, <laughs> Like I've seen some for like clothes that say like four stars and it's like, Oh, like I haven't received my order yet, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be good. And I'm like, but how? Can... Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, um, I know. Th- I, I mean, for tech reviews, I like looking at the lowest stars, but I've never seen. I always that... love to look at the lowest stars. I need to know how bad the item could possibly be. Yeah, this is why I haven't bought a new iPhone, the new iPhone 14 yet. Like. Pro because I need to see the one star reviews. <laughs> mm. Nick got it the other day. Oh, he pre ordered. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was waiting until like like cause I was trying to be home to 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 get the order as well, because he was going out uh, during the day at some points. So I tried to make sure someone was home. And it's coming to four o'clock and he was like, Where is it? Said it was on board for delivery, yada yada. And um I remember I think when I got my seven or maybe six S, I was at work in the city and I think I got it at like four thirty. It was quite late, while everybody else I knew who was working in the city had already gotten it. Uh, but anyway, uh, it did arrive, I think, at about 4.30. And Nick said he talked to the guy delivering it. And he said, I've just been delivering iPhones all day. Like, just <laughs> all day. And then, yeah, he said um, someone didn't answer the bell. And he said, can you just let me leave this, like, note? And he said, don't worry, I'm not leaving the iPhone. I can't leave the iPhone. Just didn't leave the note. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the, um, oh, the fact that... Yeah, people are just forming. I thought you couldn't buy one yet, and I was like, because you had to pre-order, but there seems to be stock in the stores, so nothing's stopping me from going out and buying one. But, yeah, the... Mm. Oh, what was it? Um, yeah, late, the late delivery is... is um, oh, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty funny because you're like sitting there. Oh, that's right. Someone was saying that they noticed that they looked at the tracking, and the, the phone was like in a completely different place. It wasn't. I don't think it was in New South Wales. They were like, "Wait, why is why is my not my phone not being delivered?" And then they checked the tracking, and it was like nowhere near them, and it was already you know at the end of the day, or something like that. But oh, oh. so it was like tough luck. They probably didn't get around to it yeah exactly like i figure that they're probably trying to deliver like so many on because that's the day it's released right because on the box it says like do not deliver before this date because because yeah you're not supposed apple just like specifically doesn't want anyone to get it 
early and so like they just have to wait for this one day and if so many people have ordered them then you know so, there's a person delivering these so like <laughs> nick was kind of chucking a bit of a fit and i was like there's a person doing this work you know like you can't you it's possible that they might not get through all of them the um, <laughs> could be empathetic peeps yeah it's it, it, but is it that bad that you get it like the next day <laughs> well i think it's because it's a friday and like didn't want to wait the weekend kind of thing. Uh, it's just, it's just, fu- I, fu- I do find it funny when this sort of thing happens and you're the person who doesn't care about it, but you're observing <laughs> someone just get really frustrated about it. And it yeah. feels, you can see the, you can smell the first world problem. <laughs> yeah. <thing. laughs> uh, I, I'm sure, I'm sure there has been something recently where I'm just like, where, where is it? Where is it? where is it? I ordered it. it. It's come today. Where is it? Um, but I remember the PS Five. Um, I really oh, didn't really yeah. didn't give a shit about the PS Five, and I was just observing everybody losing their shit because they're not getting their PS Five. Uh, but I got one anyways. I felt like the ultimate troll. Um, <laughs> it's like I want one. No, don't get me wrong. I want a PS Five. I just don't want it as much as everybody else. Um, but yeah, deliveries are always tricky ones, especially with my, uh, address. I don't think I've lost anything lately, man. Yeah, that like... used to be the, the topic of the pod. And like, yeah. I feel like in t- maybe 15 plus episodes, you haven't said anything yeah. about some debacle. Yeah. Have you even been buying stuff, Jeff? <laughs> I'm k- no joke, so... <laughs> So, um, sometimes I get into this idea that to make my purchases worth more, I'll go get a credit card that gives me lots and lots of Qantas points. And Mm. now is the time. So I'm actually waiting for the credit card so that I can just load all of the stuff that I want to buy onto it so that I get more points so that it makes it kind of worth it. Um, to some degree... 80, I think it's 80,000 Qantas points. You can kind of get a one-way to most places with 80,000 Qantas points. So it's kind of worth it. But also, I also am, I also agree that it's a can be a big waste of fucking time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm waiting to load a bunch of stuff. But having said that, I got something the other day, and I've been trying to move things to the... Um, parcel lockers. So. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have ones like near, conveniently near you? Um. Yeah, Combank. It's like across the road. They have like. A also, it's very close. There. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's like mine used to be closer to me when I like lived up the road, but now I'm a little bit further, so it's actually about I don't know, t- almost fifteen minutes, ten to fifteen minutes walk. But still, it's nice to direct it there, like. If I know I'm not going to be home, but I do want to pick it up, like, on the way home. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who is constantly in the office, oh, colleague, constantly in the office when he's getting deliveries. Um, He lives near you, and (laughs) it keeps getting redirected to one of the two Ausposts that are, like, 15, 20 minutes away from Yeah, no, no, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But he's he's missing it constantly. He has to like figure out which 
Oz, which post office he has to go to to pick it up. Yeah, because they're all, I think they're all equally, like, far. <laughs> like, you, you, if you want to walk, sure, you can walk, but it'll take, like, 30 minutes. And then if you're carrying a big item, like, fuck it. And then driving is, like, such a bother yeah. as well. Because one, one way you have to, like, cross the major, like, the eastern distributor, and then the other way is just kind of, like, some other major road. So it's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. He said that uh, one opened up closer to him, but... Um, yeah, one part... Like, like it's, it's not a post office, though. So you can't, like, send shit. You can... Oh. Sometimes it... Like, sometimes a parcel will go there for you to collect. Um, so that's been a bit better. But, yeah. <laughs> he thinks it's too new. And no, not very many people know it's there. So they don't parcel direct anything there. But oh, I don't that's know. That's funny. Yeah. You know what else is funny? The end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Um, so we, uh, you can follow us on at ToastFirstPod on Instagram and Twitter. Actually, but have we ditched don't Instagram? Even, don't I even feel like Instagram I've, anymore. I feel like I've abandoned it. Poor, I don't know, poor just... Instagram. Let's play a tiny, the tiniest violin for Instagram. <laughs> I'm not even going to play a violin at all. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah. Just don't, don't find us on Instagram <laughs> Ditched it Yeah uh, You can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts Spotify and The Big Tomato I don't know where that came from <laughs> It's Italy <laughs> Oh maybe um, Tomatoes are good Tomatoes are good uh, And uh, new episodes every Monday See you next See week See you next week Bye, Bye.